Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bow, and myself continue our discussion on the third petition of the Lord's Prayer. Welcome to the Being Lutheran Podcast. I am Pastor Brett Bow, and I have the, the best-looking podcasting crew in front of me. <laughs> the best-looking podcast Who's he talking about? <laughs> Who walked in the building? <laughs> Pastor Jason Goodham. Pastor Brian Rickey. Yes, thank you for listening to us. Yeah, and, we do appreciate it. Uh, you know, I, I did a Facebook post a while ago thanking all the people who listen to yeah. this podcast, but... Uh, the amount of promotion that we do for this podcast is very simple. I put up a very simple Facebook post yep. announcing that the new episode is up, and I do the same on Twitter, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And the amount of response and, and the random people who find uh, this podcast is amazing to me. And I do want to say, especially to those who are emailing or, or tweeting, mm-hmm. that they've you've discovered being Lutheran and are appreciating it, that is... It's a delight. It makes my week when that happens yeah, because this is why we're comments. putting yeah, it's yep. why we're putting it out there. It's not uh, to be famous. It's it's not for personal glory. Mm-hmm. It's because we find this information, this truth, mm-hmm. to be personally beneficial. We want to share it with everyone else. Mm-hmm. I'm in it for the private jet that we're asking for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, you know, yes. if Jesus was with us today, he wouldn't be riding around on a donkey. Wasn't that the direct quote from oh, the, the latest Mr. Duplantis? Charlatan yeah. out there? Yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> so the way, yeah, to, set the, way that, to set the oh, tone for our that, podcast. That just gets not me God's so will. angry. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of God's will, it is not yeah, God's right. will that any pastor <laughs> have a Gulfstream 6 uh-huh. at their personal disposal. I guarantee that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I responded very cynically to someone sharing that in indignation. And, and my response to his quote was, if Jesus was with us today, this person would be spending a lot of time with goats right now. <laughs> <laughs> separating the sheep from the goats. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we're looking at. But yeah, God's will, that's an awkward segue for us to get yeah, back into it. That. But we're in the third petition. We but is God's it will. God's will for us to do that right no. now? <laughs> yes. Should we be podcasting? It is yeah. God's will right now for us to be podcasting because we are not in direct violation of any of our other vocations. Amen to that. Mm, as far as I know. Good. Yeah. Christian so, freedom. So we talked about the confusion of kind of, of free will and, and mm-hmm. God's sovereignty kind of yep. fl- flipped yeah. around. And we talked about uh, God's will in light of maybe some more modern views of church evangelism yeah. um, and stressing the point, and as Luther did, that God doesn't need us, but we get to do this as a privilege and mm-hmm. honor. And so that's the blessing and the privilege we have. But what else do we need to talk about we, in this? Yeah, you know, we we didn't really sink our teeth into the second part yeah. of the third. Maybe that that's where we could go with this. And um, Well, to wrap up evangelism really quick, there's one last uh, battleground that needs to die with this petition. And, and this is compulsory, mandatory, personal evangelism. Okay? Now, I say that. Uh, when someone asks you about what you believe, we are required by God's command to share. We are not to back away from our faith. We are to stand on the word of God and for Jesus. Absolutely. Uh, that, however, does not mean you are required 100% of the time to share your testimony with the grocery store cashier. Or uh, it means that you are not required to go door to door. Or 
to harass people at a park. Do I even want or, to say this? <laughs> or have a class that well, sends everybody to a particular place and makes them... Here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do... This is a painful thing for me, and I confess this as a sinner. I'm going to do my best to put best construction on all of this mm-hmm. to, then to illustrate the problem with it, okay? Most of the training that is done in personal evangelism is done by people who have the gift of evangelism, okay? I know... Uh, people, first of all, they're extroverts. They like to be around people. They like to talk to strangers, which just sounds awful to me. Uh, I know people. I think to all three of us, I think all of <laughs> yeah. us are introverts. We're introverts. And so yeah. It's almost yeah. like making every Christian an extrovert. It's like, oh, they're expected. Yeah. You're expected to be this. You have to be this kind of person. And I just as as, as a Christian, you are not required to be an extrovert. It, it can be useful. Uh, but so can being an introvert. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, you know, Amen. We're all part of God's kingdom. So all God's creatures got a place in the choir. Uh. <laughs> but but here's the thing. I know pastors. I have friends and you acquaintances do? and contacts. You have friends? Yeah. I don't have any well, friends. Right. I have acquaintances Nobody and contacts uh, that are gifted evangelists. And I mean, like, when they walk... They leave little puddles of evangelism behind. Uh, they, I mean, that's not a really good picture right there. <laughs> it, it worked in my head. It worked in my uh, head. They exude there you evangelism. Go. There they, you go. Just coming out their pores. They have an infectious yeah. personality and, toward and, uh, evangelism. And, and, you know, there's one man I'm thinking of in particular. It's just no effort on his part to yeah. have a 25 minute conversation yeah. about Jesus and Christ. And I know people like that too. And it's which, so wonderful how it just yeah. rolls out of them. Yeah, And then what this person does, and bless his heart, and now that I've said bless his heart, I can say <laughs> anything I want to say about him. That's the rule of the Southern Baptist Convention. We're breaking all kinds of... Ah, that's not scripture! But when he teaches personal evangelism, that's what he teaches people to do. And that doesn't work. You don't have to feel guilty that you're not out 100% of the time talking to people about Jesus. But that's kind of how that it plays out sometimes in our churches. It's like, you know, if I'm not doing it like him, or how come I can't be more like him, we're kind of discrediting the spiritual gifts that God has given us as part of the body of yep. Christ mm-hmm. that is different and unique from that person. Mm-hmm. Using, well, using your vocation. <gasps> vocation. Uh, boom. Very nicely right. done. Yeah, there's <laughs> a five. Uh, yeah, it, it always ends up in the case in the church that the more dynamic mm-hmm. public spiritual gifts are the ones that are tried to be forced upon everyone. You know, it's the speaking in tongues and the assemblies of God gets that one wrong and this gift of evangelism. Now, mm-hmm. there are people who are personally gifted by the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. as evangelists, can go out and, you know, if you let them walk around town, on a daily basis, they'll bring 20 people to faith in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And God be praised for people with that gift. Mm-hmm. We don't all have that gift right. at all. And we shouldn't feel guilty about mm-hmm. not having that gift. One of the things we need to realize with this thing about, first of all, the kingdom of God, second petition coming on its mm-hmm. own without our help, and the will of God being done on its own without our help, is, is that we live our lives in our vocations and not trying to be people who g- we're not, who God has, you know, we try to be the people God has made us to be. So again, if someone asks you about your faith, it is sinful for you to 
not talk about your faith. Mm-hmm. That's be, sin. We do need to be ready. We need to be yeah. ready Available. and be prepared. Absolutely. Yep. But if you want to go into the grocery store, get your milk and orange juice and bacon and get out without making eye contact with anyone. Because your family needs you. Well, it's my personal goal uh, as an introvert to get in and out of a store without having a personal experience with anyone in the store. Wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's not sinful. No. You know, and that attitude of mine probably is sinful. But I mean, you can go buy groceries mm-hmm. and don't have to develop a long term personal relationship with your cashier. I, for one, love the automatic cashier stations. <laughs> uh, you know, it's okay to go to the park with your family and only spend time with your family. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? In fact, yeah. that's what you should do. These sorts of things. But these things we can consider. Uh, to be incredibly pious, holy things, which if they're done appropriately are pious, holy things, are not requirements because God's will is happening without our help. I think that's a tendency for a lot of people, and maybe this is an American tendency. I guess I don't even really know. But I think there's this tendency to always look outside of what's in front of us. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we're all family men. We've got, we're married and we have children. And a lot of times, I think in the Christian church, people look past that wonderful privilege of being a dad, a mom, a grandparent, or, or you know, or whatever. And they're like, well, I'm going to go do this other thing. And it ends up sacrificing their vocation in their family. And that's just not biblical. Yeah, right? we, in our sinful nature, we despise the mundane for the extraordinary. Yeah. Always. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the way it goes. So that's my last bone I had to pick yeah. with the American Christian environment in, in this whole question of God's will. Now we should wow, probably. Wow, that's get... your last one, man. I'm in trouble. I got lots of <laughs> yeah. lots more. The last reasonable one for us to talk about right. before, you know, remember this is a podcast about the catechisms, so we should maybe talk about the material in <laughs> yeah, the catechisms. Right, yeah. <laughs> yep. okay. it's, it's fun to riff on it other is, things too. Important mm-hmm. to talk yep. about. Yeah, so, you know, getting back to the third petition, uh, I'll be that guy. <laughs> Good. The referee, uh, the anchor man. The parent. <laughs> right. Uh, Pulls us back. Thanks, Dad. I, I want to talk uh, in open this up a little more about how is this done portion. Mm -hmm. And I'll just reread that for us. It says, when God breaks and hinders every evil counsel and will that would not let us hallow the name of God, nor let his kingdom come, such as the will of the devil, the world, and our flesh. Instead, he strengthens and keeps us steadfast in his word and in faith until we die. This is his great gracious and good will. If I can spit out the words. Yeah. Counting's um, hard. <laughs> Good. You know, in hearing that, I just see this this beautiful picture of an organic live life lived mm-hmm. uh, as the cross of Christ as the center uh, of that person's life, and just being available mm-hmm. whenever God brings through the Holy Spirit's work or whatever mm-hmm. someone across their path yep. to minister the gospel of Christ. Well, and right. in, in this is there's so much more of what we see as first petition Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. and not churchly things Mm -hmm. going on with how God's will is done. It's, you know, when God breaks and hinders every Mm -hmm. evil counsel. Yeah, right. And so, you know, it's, we think about it, just using Jesus' life as the pattern here, that he was constantly, Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. That's First John chapter 3. Yay. So the things that Jesus was doing in complete obedience to God mm-hmm. in a perfectly sinful life are things that are doing that. 
that are breaking every evil counsel. So we know that God sanctifies the medical community because Jesus worked against disease. And so the work of doctors and nurses and other healthcare professionals, mental healthcare professionals, in, in combating disease and in lengthening life and in saving lives, that is a holy profession. And it is a wonderful thing. And it makes it doubly tragic when doctors are willing to perform abortions, mm-hmm. when doctors are willing to write prescription for euthanasia. It, it's doubly tragic because this is the environment where God it combats the work of the devil and, and defeats the work of the devil through the healthcare industry, through uh, giving us better lives, through treating injuries, through fighting diseases. Uh, this is what the third petition is talking about. Uh, it's talking about an ordered society so that wherever there are families with two parents uh, living their vocations or wherever there is a single mother who is working for her kids uh, because of whatever situation that she's been mm-hmm. victimized by or subjected to, yeah, right. that is a holy calling. It is a holy vocation because there's order in society. Yeah, and we know right. God has given us an ordered creation. It's yep. the product of something sinful. But working against that is is destroying the devil's work of chaos, destroying the devil's work of discord and disorder. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's to be honored, which is why the doctrine of vocation is so important, which is why we emphasize it to the point where it's almost a joke on this podcast. Mm-hmm. But in reality, there, yeah. for the Christian life, there's nothing more important than living out our lives yep. as a vocation because we have assurance of salvation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that I yeah. use kind of the low voice when we say vocation, and I hope that no one ever takes it in the way that you just said, yeah, I right. it's never meant as a joke because it is something that I think that we have really, I don't know, put on the back shelf or sold or given away, um, which is one of the biggest privileges and blessings we have mm-hmm. as a new creation in Christ oh. Jesus. And so I am really thankful mm-hmm. that in this podcast, it is brought up over and over and over and, yeah. and it will, that will never stop because I think all three of us are very mm-hmm. committed to that mm-hmm. in understanding what it is to be a new creation, yep. what it is to be a living sacrifice under the freedom and the victory of Christ mm-hmm. Jesus, our Lord and Savior. It kind of brings to mind the phrase from the, is it the second article of the Apostles' Creed? In order that I may be his own yeah. and live under him in his kingdom. Yeah, there's we're God's possession. Yeah. Know, we are his we're and, adopted. He, and he is ours. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's, you know, it's a, it's a delight. And And it's interesting here, when you go into the large catechism, this reason of rolling back the kingdom of Satan, of defeating the kingdom of Satan, Luther says that's the exact reason why we pray the Lord's Prayer, and Mm -hmm. especially this third petition, is that we ought to be prepared Mm -hmm. to be under attack. We ought to be prepared to be opposed. And and if you step back, again, take a top-down view of American Christianity, man, have we failed at that? Mm -hmm. Have we failed at being prepared? Look at all the the art, the the music, uh, the the movies, the TV shows that that carry that Christian prefix, and it's a complete and total denial of suffering. It's a complete and total denial uh, of this opposition we face in the world, that Christianity is presented as something that needs to be happy, and productive, and and carefree, and without its problems. And and that's not it at all. Christianity is messy. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and it is difficult and, and it, it involves suffering. It involves cross-bearing mm-hmm. because we are so often opposed by the supernatural forces of the devil who would like nothing more than to destroy us. We are so often opposed by the world around us that rejects everything we stand for because it refuses to repent of sin. But the worst of it might be we're so often opposed by our own sinful nature that wants to replace God with our own will, that wants to do mm-hmm. it our way. Mm-hmm. And so this is why we pray. We're not praying that God would tell us to put on the argyle socks or the striped socks in the morning so that we could have a, a our best life now kind of a day. <laughs> I'm just going to whip everyone oh, under this. Yeah, but right. uh, we're praying that God would sustain us in the face of opposition that more often not, than not comes from inside of us. But the other thing we do when we pray that, especially when we pray the Lord's <laughs> Prayer, is that we get our eyes off of ourselves and onto God. And and just getting rid of some of the narcissistic entitlement that we have uh, within America and just <laughs> understand that this isn't really about us. It's all about Christ. Thy will be done instead of my yeah, will be done. amen. Yeah. And just really understanding what we mean, what God wants us to, to understand when we pray that prayer and what Jesus meant when he, when he gave it to us. And that we do, that we get our eyes focused upon Christ and Christ alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think thy will be done works as an amazing prefix to our prayers of repentance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it's an acknowledgement that so often we've been doing my will instead of thy will. Mm -hmm. And that's that transforming of our mind that happens that we become more in tune with God and his will for our life and less of our own and our and our own needs, wants, desires, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that we do, we get focused, we get become more aligned, if you want to use that word, spiritually with what the will of God is, mm-hmm. just like Romans 12, 1 and 2 says. I agree. Good. I'm glad you agree. <laughs> Awkward silence. This moment uh, of silence was brought to you by the hearing impaired listening to our program. Yeah, so Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> this, moment, this moment of silence was brought to you by the letter J in the doctrine of vocation. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yay. <laughs> okay. Well, since we got that out of our system. Uh, <laughs> seven minute lull. <laughs> It wasn't that bad. <laughs> no, the seven-minute lull is that every after, every, every seven, seven minutes, minutes yeah, there's there's right. a, there's a like this silent period that no is one there? talks. Yeah, it's, I've heard about yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. this conversation thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I wonder if we went through our podcast if that's even remotely <laughs> somewhat true with we, us. We seem to have one of these moments every so every few episodes mm-hmm. where where our point guard Brad is so say, lost it's, in it's, thought. It's usually he, my fault. That's, that's no, why, I just, yeah. well, I, it's funny because there's a couple times I've had to, had to edit it out where it's just silent for three seconds and then we just all start laughing <laughs> and we don't put well, that can, on there, but it does happen uh, from time yeah. to time. Believe Believe it or not, there are times when all three of us become speechless. Right. That's what happens when you have, and that has to be the will of the Lord. You have, uh, <laughs> you have three introverts doing a podcast of talking. Yeah. <laughs> but what's funny about this is, you know, and, and as we were talking about introverts, I know this is a yeah, rabbit trail, right. but I think it's a good one. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think a lot of people misunderstand our enthusiasm yeah. for Jesus and theology. Yep for extroverts, being an extrovert. And I know a lot of people in my congregation say, you're not it. You're not an introvert. And I go, you don't know me very well. 
And I said, I don't mean that negatively. I said, but ask the staff. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe me, ask our st- ask the mm-hmm. staff. Yep. And it's true. I am. I Sunday after service, I don't know how you guys are, but man, I run and hide. Yep. yep. I'm exa- you know, exhausted. Yeah. yeah. I just suck my nap. thumb, curl up in a ball on the floor and watch mm-hmm. cartoons and drool. You know, I just can't. Mm-hmm. I just, I need to be alone, yeah, you know, right. so... It's- and it's possible to be introverted and be entirely comfortable with a specific group of people that you trust. Yeah. You know, we're all friends. We've all known each other for a mm-hmm. decade now or more. Uh, that's a different thing. I, I went to a conference from a different Lutheran church body uh, in October, one of their Reformation conferences. I didn't talk to a single person. Mm. Mm. Wow. Uh, and it found out that you know some people who were there, I was actually there to hear him who knew me from Twitter uh, – you know, I said, oh, it was good to hear you. And he's like, you're here? He's like, where are you? Oh. And so then we saw him up. But I w- could have gone in and out without talking to a single person. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it looks like. So apparently, God, thy will be done is a, is a we get an entire excursus about introverts <laughs> and extroverts <laughs> Didn't expect in the church. that to happen. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, should we wrap up this episode or try yeah, to? You know, it's the thy will be done. When it comes down to it, the end game of that petition mm-hmm. is to remind ourselves that God calls us to be prepared, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, to be prepared to do his will. That's catechesis, mm-hmm. knowing what his word says, knowing what the commandments say, right. to be prepared to repent when his will is in conflict with our own will, because his will is always best. Yep. And then to be prepared for these attacks when we're out there doing his will, you know, and Every place that Christ talks about the faith, I, I think he talks about being persecuted, being mm-hmm. attacked. And, you know, the, the end of the Beatitudes is blessed are you when you are persecuted and attacked for the sake of my name. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's not this picture of every day is a Friday or your best life now, Mr. Olstein. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a picture of if I go out there and I live an ordered lifestyle the way God created us to live an ordered lifestyle. And if I live out there confessing the faith, and if I live out there calling account to sinful behaviors, mm-hmm. and, and even, even repenting, acknowledging my own weakness, mm-hmm. I should expect to be persecuted. I should expect yeah, right. to be attacked. I should, I've already been called a bigot in my life. In all seriousness, someone's yep. called me a bigot simply for believing what I believe and stating it publicly. Yep. You know, these sorts of things, this is the type of thing we need to be ready for because it's going to get worse and not better. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the Lord's prayer is the preparatory prayer mm-hmm. for that truth. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, I think that in the freedom of Christ Jesus, we have the honor and privilege as believers in Christ Jesus through the ministry and power of the Holy Spirit to become what we already are in Christ Jesus. And that's a profound thing. And that's a privilege. And as as we live this life of confession and repentance, we are living as a living sacrifice. We are allowing the Holy Spirit to, to mold us and shape us into the people God longs for us to become. And we do it as an act of worship because Jesus is worthy and, and that's such an honor. Yeah. And when we don't, we repent and we go out and do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's why I said yeah. a life of confession and repentance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Cool. Amen. Well, let's end with another prayer uh, from Ephesians chapter 3. I love this. And I've actually personalized this and have used this in, in my life as a believer and, and just made this part of my own. So let's, let's, just, let's just read it that way. 
For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have the strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the height, and the depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also, invite a friend to check us out on iTunes. Please join us next week as we continue our discussion on the third petition of the Lord's Prayer, but talking about its Old Testament application. God bless you and have a great week.